on last week's Irrevelations. Haman is sleeping peacefully, imagining all the different ways he's going to f- split Mordecai like a log. There's a guy that I want to honor. He's just done a wonderful thing for me. I want to I want to let the people know how much I appreciate this guy. And Haman's like, oh, I see. He's fucking handsome. He was like, I see what you're doing, <laughs> king. I like it. What are you, a fucking idiot? You can't try to kill Jews. That would never work. The king says, who the f*** is this? Who, 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 who? I'll get him. And of course, at this point, Esther turns and points across the table at our dear friend Haman. About for one second, first you try to kill her people, now you try to my girl, bro! Oh, by the way, the Holocaust is still on. Please stop it. Before we turn to the world, I would like to can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Consider they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell, just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent souls are in hell now, burning now. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. The house smells so good right now. Yeah? Why does the house uh, smell good? Well, it's we are recording and releasing on Valentine's Day, so we're very good boyfriends. Or, I guess, husbands now. <laughs> we're both <Whoop>. very <laughs> Clarify. Uh, my uh, wife's not here, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, so instead of, like, doing something nice with the day, I'm, I'm stuck in this room by myself uh, recording. But uh, uh, we switch off making dinner for each other every year, pretty much. Yeah, so, nice. Uh, this year, it's Missy's turn, and she's making um, French onion soup. Ooh, okay. So, like, it's a good, house- good time of the year for it, too. Oh, yeah, it's nice and chilly outside. It's going to be perfect for it. I, I made the request. I was like, that's what I want. I want to fucking yeah. sit outside in the chilly Florida spring air and eat some delicious French onion soup. And the house just, like, fucking is permeated with the smell of, like, sautéed onions and garlic Ooh. and stuff like that. Ooh, it smells so good. Well, it's going to be fucking 10 degrees tonight in San Antonio and, like, five inches of snow falling, so I probably won't be in the backyard too much. <laughs> Maybe, though. Hey, that's Do you uh, want to make it myself for Valentine's Day since I'm here alone? Oh. Wait, is Sierra, where is Sierra? Uh, she's with her sister. In California? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, probably a lot of people are going to judge us for that, but not my problem. Eh, whatever, it's just another I'm not, a, I'm not spreading it. Anyways. <laughs> uh, but, um, <laughs> I'm going to make myself a big sloppy pile. It's my new favorite thing to make. Okay. Make a big sloppy pile of tots with cheese and chili on top. Ooh, it's just perfect. Chili cheese tots? Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. Like I mean, fancy I, cheese and stuff. Like, I do it up. Oh, and I, know, I put I candied know, jalapenos on it. And it is just chili cheese tots. So you you right. have you have made it into an art form of turning, like, garbage street food into yeah. lineal fucking <laughs> bullshit. bullshit. Like, you're like, yeah, no, it is oh, just. I'm going to dice some avocado on it. You know I'm going to do that. Oh, I know. I know. You're like, yeah, it's just a grilled cheese, but it's Gouda. And I'm like, man, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, it's it's a it's a ham and cheese melt, but the uh, ham is imported from Spain. It's a uh, well, uh, you get the double dose of nostalgia from right. it being like a shitty old type food, but then also making it fancy so you can look down on the pores. No, it's respectable to like elevate simple dishes. I think that's fine. Uh, I I was just thinking about like Valentine's Day. Uh, I can't remember when. While ago, while ago, but a long time ago, Valentine's Day. It was my turn to make it, and I yeah. made um 
lamb chops over a Ooh. mushroom risotto. It was okay. really, really good. But uh, I think I had a little bit too much oil in the pan for pan searing the lamb. And when I flipped it, I splashed a fuck ton oh, no. of burning hot oil onto my toes. And I just <laughs> I just screamed, ah, my fucking tootsies! And so, <laughs> you know, I was like, I just, okay. just muscled through it. So I'm just stirring risotto with my feet just, like, peeling. I mean, it... It was it was a massive burn. I mean, it never even really fully healed. It was a, it was a grease burn. But so like nice. we're eating Valentine's Day dinner, and I've got a bucket of ice water and one foot just like in it for as mm-hmm. long as I can like let the ice cold water bathe my foot before I have to like yeah. cycle in and out. It was a fucking nightmare. Really getting the mood going. Yeah, and then fucking with that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was like, babe, you're gonna have to give me the anal because I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't work with this foot. Yeah, and if your so- toes can't be sucked on, you can't even get up. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, this is a like, better luck next year, I guess. You know. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, <laughs> I don't know something. Something I've been thinking about. And this is loosely related, but I want to talk about gay people. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have been seeing a very. There, there, there's a lot of you know the vaccines coming out. There, there's a lot of weird, weird, weird shit. Uh, maybe some of the dumbest stuff I've ever heard, but a lot of the myth. And superstition and conspiracy around the coronavirus vaccine, yeah. I all find it just fucking fascinating. Uh, I I have people who I know people who legitimately think that they're putting a fucking chip in it, you know, or they're tracking you or something. Uh, despite the fact that they use their phones every day and then like yeah, that they're already completely tracked and. Yeah, that yeah. they're like geotagging themselves entering the capital, you know, like it's all you know, it's like how 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 dumb are you, but. Um, I, I uh, one of the new things I really enjoy is a report out of Iran where apparently people are spreading a rumor that the vaccine turns you gay. And I, and I mean, I've heard that in other places, but Iran is the one I specifically want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually did read about that myself. Iran, where they also electrocute children to help them not be gay anymore. So at least they're doing something about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least they're not hypocrites. But uh, yeah. you know, like I, I, I find it funny because I think Iran. And Saudi Arabia are really gay, aren't they? I mean, I, oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Famously. Famously boy fuckers. Gay as hell. Yeah. Um, I mean, more power to them. Just I wish they wouldn't kill people that did it openly. Right. But I think that's why I think it's so kind of interesting. I wonder if I wonder if it's like a blessing in disguise where like you get caught sucking off two guys under the overpass, whatever it, it is you do. It was the vaccine. And then they like catch you like, guys, it's the vaccine. They're like, oh, I've heard that. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm vaccinated. Uh, do you mind if I get in on this? <laughs> and it's just 18, I, can see, I can see that playing out. It's just 18 dudes running a trade underneath the overpass. And they're just like, we're vaccine injured. There's a bunch of fucking moms with oh, autistic nice. kids joining up with them in solidarity. You know, it brings the whole world together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder if blaming the vaccine is how we end homophobia in the Middle East. Yeah. Or are we just going to start considering AIDS to be a vaccine injury? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> um, I mean, it's good okay. that we're it's good that we're opening the dialogue. But yeah. <laughs> we should we should bring that up. Someone's like, "Yeah, I got AIDS." I'm like, "That's a vaccine injury, bro." Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, that's uh, usually how it works. Two degrees. I got the vaccine. <laughs> then I had unprotected sex with a heroin addicted prostitute, and then I got AIDS. You can't tell me that the pharmaceutical companies that- aren't involved. 
Yeah, you got to follow the bouncing ball. <sighs> yeah, but uh, I think it's I'm gonna great. Call it, I'm going to call it InfoWars this week and give them that one. <laughs> guys, guys, I think we all know. As it turns out, the CIA didn't make AIDS. <laughs> 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 the new no, they idea. did. They did. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I just love the idea that, like, in, in such a – the idea of vilifying vaccines, I don't even know who that helps. Like, I don't know why that's so widespread. I don't know why so many people are, like, jumping on the train. Okay, when, counterpoint. Mm. People believe the earth is flat. So it's like – Yeah, I and that, If that can exist – then the idea that maybe the government is going to do something malevolent with the stuff they're putting in my body doesn't seem like a stretch. I mean, I mean consider Tuskegee. Yeah, right? like, I was I was going to say Missy showed me this um, documentary about children that were told that they were going to get treated for like head lice or something. Yeah, black children, of course. Yeah, of um, course. And what they did instead was they irradiated their heads. Ah, and they kids all immediately went bald and got bone necrosis in their skull. And it was just like their heads rotted. And it was like in the 40s or something like that. So they're actually oh. their heads started to rot from the inside upwards to the point where they had exposed bone that was rotting on the top of their skulls. And because they were black kids, they couldn't do nothing. They tried to sue the Yeah, of course. They tried to sue the government. The government was like, nah, ha, ha. this is cool now. Tried it another 30 years, maybe. But, I mean, uh, you know, Jesus. so the idea that the government's doing something nefarious, I, you know. Yeah, know, that's, I, that's my point is that, like, it's not a far cry. And like you said, oh, you know, they're all afraid of being tracked. They already are. You know, the government is tracking you yeah, more yeah, than it yeah. should But be. if I had a time machine, I honestly don't even know that I'd stop Hitler for reasons. But <laughs> I would definitely go back to the 40s and give those little kids AR-15s. Okay. I mean, I feel like you're already there. You could just stop Hitler. <laughs> He's right there. Oh, well, I guess it's the 1940s. But, I, you know, yeah. I'm not going to get on a plane. Not with a bunch of people walking around with typhoid mary with a fucking yeah smoking on the planes smoking on the planes no no i'm not going to be inconvenienced that way i only get in this scenario i only get the one trip to okay. get black kids guns so they can fight off the government gotcha before then reagan's it. just gonna get to work on his politics sooner that way though. <laughs> Anyways, we're, man we're all over the place well i guess we don't um, know I, 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 we don't know the butterfly effect of true of arming better the not to mess with experiment it. subjects yeah um be funny what else is going on in the news? We've had uh, a second failed impeachment. Well, successful impeachment, failed prosecution. That's pretty uh, wild. Acquittal, I guess, is the, the term I would use. Saying, you know. I would use failed prosecution. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I, you know, we, I, you and I were never... I would not have betted any money ever that the impeachment would have succeeded. Sure. And I, um, I'm not surprised I mean, seven all. Republicans was a lot, I guess, but... I mean, they how many did they, they need? Get away they needed like eleven. 17. They needed seventeen. I, I don't yeah, because yeah, sixty-six is two-thirds. Right. I knew they needed. I, I kept seeing the number ten around. Like they couldn't get ten Republicans, but I thought that was ten total. That would have been sixty. Yeah, you're right. Sixty-seven. Uh, yeah. Two-thirds. Uh, I I don't know. I whatever. Uh, I I don't. I never saw much of a. I. That's the thing that's so annoying is that it. It definitely was the whole fucking thing, political theater. But it was lame political theater. Like yeah. you're you're not gonna pull out the witnesses, you're not gonna drag this out, you're not gonna like go in depth and hit the heart in it. You're gonna put up one fucking video and be like, see you guys, and then just walk away, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know, so limp dicked. But it really was. But despite that, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Trump has any chance of 
I, I guess my point was I never thought that the point was to actually impeach Trump or uh, the whole idea like they're terrified he's going to run in 2024. No one's – that's not really much of a threat, I don't think. No. Um, but the idea that they were going to drag the Republicans through the mud. But you didn't even really do that. No. Nope. You just – you did such a pathetic limp-dicked attempt that really did nothing in my opinion. It was just like, oh, wow, those were powerful. Well, just the one video? You're not even going to – No, it was, it was completely pointless. There was yeah, no – they should have just not even fucking done it. Like, uh, I don't know. Waste of time. People right. need their fucking checks, you fucking losers. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, well, we're going to drag the Republicans through the mud. No, you're not. These people don't care. Yeah. You know. Mitch McConnell is still a billionaire or whatever. He's yeah. fine. Yeah, I, 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 I. And he even, did you see, he even said, well, yeah, of course Trump directly rallied them to go do that whole thing. But the reason he voted no was because he said it was unconstitutional to hold a president that was no longer pre- or former president impeached. So, right, which so stupid. Like anyone gives a shit about Mitch McConnell because yeah, the whole reason was that they were going to do the impeachment Jan 7th, like right on top of it. And yeah. he was like, "Well, hold on, we have to delay until the next president." And then yeah. the next president happens like, "Well, we can't impeach someone who's not even president, you know." Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, but whatever, you know, who, who knows, whatever. Uh, just <sighs> trash stage. monkeys. Just set the stage for Biden's impeachment. But um, uh, yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, McCar- the, 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 the quote that was bouncing around Reddit that everyone was kind of pointing to was like, McCarthy himself called Trump as the rioters were breaking in and was like, hey, you have to stop them, call them off. And he's like, just sounds like these rioters care more about the election than you do. Still voted wow. no. Still was like, no, nah, man, I'm not going to impeach that guy. You know, mm. I don't think this is this is just political theater. That rocks. But um, I don't know. I'm going to miss Trump. I, I am honestly saying. more disappointed in the Democrats for their weak dick bullshit. Than yeah, that. yeah. But, hey, at least we're kind of used to it at this point, right? You know, it, it does. It uh, You know, it makes you wonder, why do bad things happen to good people like Mr. Trump? And I think that's what uh. we'll get into that. I did it. <laughs> Dude, we'll get, seamless. Seamless. Boom. Uh. Nailed it. Welcome to the Revelations podcast. I'm Cole Deluski. I'm Grant a Voice, and we're kicking it off episode, what, one, two, three, one, with two, three. a brand new book for you. The Book of Job, as Cole said. And, I mean, not that, I don't know, I don't even look at our listener metrics. I do this for the walls. But, um, I, uh, this is the book. This is the one. This is the one everyone, every time I talk about it, like, yeah, yeah, I read the Bible. They're like, well, have you done Job yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't gotten there yet. I have I no idea where Job down. is. They're huh? going to be disappointed. You think they'll be disappointed with Job? It's it's not what people think it is. Uh, let's let's we'll hold on out. to that. Let's hold on to okay. that. Let's talk about the history of it. You know what the thing, and then I do want to before we get into it, let's talk about what we think the story is, and then what we're gonna get to. Okay, you know that sounds good. Um, you want to kick her off? Tell me about Job. What is well, it? Well, so I think, and I don't know if you're. Have you been reading Kugel? Yeah, I actually this? did read Google okay, for this. Because my Bible is concordance, and kind of the research I've done into the timeline of Job and where it fits in is kind of muddled. A lot of people think that this story isn't even set during the Babylonian captivity or make any sense in that status, that it yeah. probably predates Moses. Yes. By a bit, even. Um, Quite possibly. There's there's a bunch of dialects that are the, the the Jewish that's used in this is not matching any dialect elsewhere in the Bible. 
a lot of the cultural things that Job does and the rules he follows will be technically laws that will it, it'd be against the rules after Moses. Gotcha. You know, so it, it doesn't make sense that God would be like, oh, yeah, Job's such a great guy. He's such a fucking great guy. But, you know, by the time we get to Moses, kings are killed for the kind of shit that Job's kind of doing. So yeah. it must predate that. There's a lot of little things that kind of point to it being sort of maybe during the time of like um, Isaac or, you know, uh, Jacob and stuff like that. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to tie it down. It, it's not really known, but it's kind of interesting that this is essentially kind of a weird mismatch of things where it's kind of like modern retelling and more poetic storytelling, yes. but set in a time frame that predates anything like that. So. Correct. It's pretty clear I, from my presumptions, from what I have read about it, I think it's clear that it was a, an oral tradition that finally made its way out to text at some point closer to the exile period. So Right, yeah, because they... And who the fuck knows who wrote it? it yeah, it definitely sounds like, uh, I don't know, what would you call it, like a gritty reboot? You know, it sounds like a story that was written long, long time ago, and then they're retelling it, and they've got more technology and better storytelling experience. So yeah, and what's fascinating that... What's fascinating that Kugel talks about is how the most important philosophy of the day kind of flexes, right? It changes as we go quite extremely, you know, depending on what era you're in. And uh, that shows in this story in a lot of ways. Um, hmm. So, But we'll, we'll get into that more as we go. Um, probably not this episode, but it'll become more apparent later on. Interesting. Um yeah, so let's talk about what we think this story – like, well, uh, I'll go first because I know the least. Okay. Uh, the story of Job, as it was explained to me, was like a story where God and Satan have a bet about whether or not some dude will truly love – you know, Job's got everything going for him. God's like, well, fuck it. And Satan's like, if you take it all away from him, he won't. And then they, God's like, fucking do it. I don't give a shit about this guy. And then basically fucks him over it. But Job stays true. And therefore, God gives him extra reward or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that is what happens. And what's crazy about the story is that the entire narrative portion of it is going to happen today. Like, we're probably going to take a few weeks to go through this, at mm -hmm. least maybe a month and a half, two months. I don't know. But the narrative is all going to roll out today no, in this no, episode. No, we're we're going to stop it. We're only going to read through three. Yeah, I know. That's the entire narrative. Honestly, because as mean, far as what as far as what happens, because everything after that becomes philosophical conversation. Like, uh, did you ever see Cormac McCarthy's play? They made Samuel L. Jackson. I Tommy can stop Lee. you there and say no. Okay. Well, he made a movie called Sunset Limited. They made okay. a movie out of it. Didn't see it. And it's basically just Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel L. Jackson sitting in an apartment. That's how you can tell it was a play originally. Uh -huh. And they just talked to each other for an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. And it's all about there's a it's about God and stuff and like deep philosophical conversations, but 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 through the lens of like a couple old dudes and their experiences. That's what this book becomes almost out of the gate. Hmm. So we're gonna cover, like I said, all the narrative of what God and Satan get up to, blah 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 blah, if we even want to call them Satan. And then we're gonna spend the rest of the book, the next like for almost forty chapters, just talking about the implications of it and basically them. Uh, Job arguing with the other experts of his time about what it means. Um, hmm. That's how it kind of is going to go. My Bible states that, uh, my concordance, states that Job marks the beginning of the poetic portion of the Old Testament. 
Huh. So we had the historical narrative, and then Esther is kind of that bridge where it's pretending to be historical narrative, you know, like, hey, this is a story yeah. that actually happened, but it's really sort of fantastical bullshit that's meant to prove a point. Sure. You know? Uh, whereas Job kind of seems like a story off on its own, doing its own thing with a point to it. Sure, know, completely unrelated. As opposed to, un- you know, unrelated to anything that really to do with the um, history of Israel. Yeah. And which, let's... which part of the dating is also the fact that I don't think, and this is something they said, I haven't read the whole, I only ever read what we need for the app, you know. But yeah. apparently there's no real mention of Israel or the nation of Israel or the people or anything like that by this point. Um, yeah. Before we really get started, is Job Jewish? What is Job? Uh, presumably. Really make, it, it I mean, obviously, here's the thing. We're presuming that the God that's mentioned over and over again is the Hebrew God, right? And it's written in Hebrew, even though, like you said, it's a weird dialect. So, you know, this is could be from some, like... Again, this who knows when it was written exactly? Who knows when they were finally put it to pen to paper about it? But it was a, a, probably an oral tradition. It, it maybe made it through some of the less Jewish groups at certain times. They may have stolen a whole cloth, right? right. Like this narrative, the story is something that sounds like a fucking Greek myth or like a like an ancient uh, Mesopotamian myth. You know, mm-hmm. like for, to me, it doesn't sound like anything else that we've read in the Bible so far. So. Yeah, it, it is he Jewish? Well, it it is I guess, completely but he didn't different exist. than anything we've read thus far. Yeah, it is a lot of these characters I would imagine were based on historical narrative, some amount, right? Some scrap of his, David, King David, etc. Or maybe et not. I don't know. I, mean, uh, I think David was, but oh, oh, you're talking about like the Old Testament? Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of yeah. what we've read so far has been based on real people. Esther, probably not. Job, definitely not. Well, I like, think. When you start talking about the historical narrative, I think, you know, what we've read thus far, I think you have stories where people know kind of what happened. I mean, David was a famous character. Everyone kind of probably knew who David was. So if you're going to tell a story about David, you really can't have it be all fairy tale because, you know, it just doesn't doesn't fit, doesn't make sense. Sure. Whereas a story about a guy far off away where this events happened to him – you know, from a friend of a friend, you heard it. It's kind of its own thing. Um, uh, one of the other things is that the dialect of Hebrew is different, as we mentioned, uh, and scholars aren't quite sure what that means because it either could be a very old version of Hebrew, and that's why it's different, or it's a very modern version of Hebrew from a different geographical region. So yeah. it could just be Jews living in like Turkey towards Greece or something who heard stories from their local area. Are yeah, speaking a different isolated dialogue. They have a Boston accent or whatever, and then yeah. they wrote this story. You know? <laughs> yeah, Job. How do you like them apples? Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, um, the last speak. Go, go well, ahead. speaking of geography, that kind of ties into verse one, and we don't have to go full steam into the whole story right now. But I think this is an important thing to bring up. Very first uh, verse of Job in the land of Uz or Uz. There lived a man whose name was Job. So, land of us. Let's talk about it. Is it Edom? Is it Aram? Is it Southern Arabia? There's like five, six different places that all have just as much potential claim to being the land of us. Hilariously, fun fact, in Israel, when the land of Oz or the Wizard of Oz came out, they actually just called it the Wizard of Us. Um, So, for an Israeli kid, 
uh, there's kind of even an extra meaning to this. So it is a very poetic, it's a very made up far away. It's meant to just be a far away place. Kind of like Oz is funnily enough. Um, doesn't doesn't have to be real necessarily. In some mystical land where some Jew has a lot of money. Oh yeah, the most. The most money. Another thing that kind of points to how weird, what a weird time and place that Joe must be in, is that his value is measured in livestock, which is yes. sort of how we mark Abraham as a wealthy man and Isaac Correct. and Jacob. Whereas by the time you get to David, you're not really measured by how much sheep you have because it's post-slavery. Correct. At this point, it's his people he owns and the cattle he owns. Right. So uh, there's no of, mention of gold or you know the fancy things that David and Solomon had. Right. It's he is he is a rich great man because look at how much fucking sheep he's got going on. Yeah, he's a Bedouin. Um, um, yeah, let's get into only, it. I, I want to talk. Not only is he rich. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. What do you want to talk? No, about? I was going to say when when we finish this, I kind of want to talk about the the irony of uh, kind of how important it is to know the specifics of these stories versus the message of the stories. But um, we'll, we'll we'll get into that at the end. But let's that's fair. Let, let's let's we're at like the twenty five minute mark. Let's start the show. Right, right, right. So yeah, he's in us. For chapter one, verse one. We know that he's in us. His name's Job. He's blameless. All right. So already we're going from it's in a weird, possibly made up location. It's some nondescript character, just some guy named Job. Uh, he's blameless and upright. He's never done anything wrong. Basically, is the narrative here. Then we find out not only that he has. Seven sons, three daughters, a multitude of sheep, donkeys, camels, blah, 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 oxen, all of it, to the extent that he is considered the greatest man among all the people of the East. I don't know what the fuck the East is, but that's kind of a big claim. Already, you're kind of noticing the difference, because it's not uh, a man named Job, son of Belial, son of this guy, son of right? this guy from this tribe, whatever. It's just a fucking guy. It's a guy who, for whatever reason, worships and fears God and is also the greatest man of the East, some fictional direction. It's space. a perfect plug-and-play story that this could have just, I think it was ripped from some other culture. Or, you know, like, it just, it's its so goddamn vague and vanilla. And, right. oh, yeah, it's, okay, so what do we got? It's a guy from a faraway place. He's the greatest man ever. He's never done anything wrong. Wow, yeah, very original. Thanks, Jews. <laughs> the, the other thing is, like, so we'll get to the next verse. Um, he has all these sons, and on their appointed days, they would have these massive feasts where they would invite their sisters and Job. And he's just going – life is good. They're, they're hanging out. They're having massive feasts, and he goes and hangs out with them. Um, yeah, so let's talk about that for a second. So it's their birthdays is what mine says. Like, you know, my, my Bible whatever. says that their appointed day is their birthday or something yeah. like that. But Name my Bible's concordance says that's what we assume they meant by that. And that it would later be translated as birthday. But it could also just mean anything. Like a festival or whatever. Yeah, something so, like that. But. So these seven sons are having big-ass parties. And it's kind of weird the way it says this, that they would invite their sisters over to eat and drink. Which, okay, a little weird, but I'm not too suspicious. But then you get a couple verses down, and it says every time that they had one of these parties... Job would wake up real early the next day and sacrifice a burnt offering for each of his children, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Uh, I think he is suspicious of maybe some of the brother-sister relationships going on in this family, <laughs> like that fucking Folgers commercial. Yeah, man. He's just like, they keep getting blackout drunk and going skinny dipping in the lake. I don't 
don't know about <laughs> it's that. It's very weird. I'm hearing I'm hearing some stories about Lot and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I think it's an interesting yeah. So so the point is like if you were to modernize this story. Job is a guy who's got it all. He's super fucking rich. His kids, they all having picnics with macaroni salad every fucking other month or so, you know, and they're just like, they're just, they're just having fun and they're playing and he's got so much money that he can kind of just do good things all the time. Always, you know, he's not really forced to make any tough decisions. He's just, he's just, I I always get the feeling he's like the um, dad from meet Joe black, you know, where he's just living such a full accomplished life. That he could just have parties and be good and be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, just have this fun time, you know, whatever. It's a cool time. Yeah, little did he know. <laughs> but the point is, life is grand for Job, and he's not just wealthy, but he's good, and he lives a, a fulfilling life full of picnics and macaroni salad. Correct. Great life. Nothing wrong. And do you know what? Hey, couldn't happen to a better guy. He deserves it. He's, he's blameless. Right. Uh, now we take the turn, you know, what's weird is that when, when, when the story of Job was first kind of explained to me long, long time ago, young, young lad Cole, uh, you know, where God, sexy Satan, young Cole. Yeah. Sexy young Cole. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I was fucking beaten off pedophiles every other day, okay. but, <laughs> but anyway, um, the idea of God and Satan having these, like, discussions and philosophical arguments and making bets with each other in the presence of the angels, what we're about to get into, that seemed like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I assume that's a commonplace aspect of most stories. But this sure. is the first time we're fucking hearing this shit. We've, yeah. ne- we've heard of Satan a few times here and there. Um, barely. Barely. In passing. Might be referencing other gods, and it's a mistranslation. I, I think the first time I ever noted it as being like, hey, they're actually calling somebody Satan and saying he's doing shit was David. Yes, but here's something that I need all the little Christians listening to us to do. I want you to take the word Satan that you know, your conception of Satan. I want you to put him in a little box, put it up on a shelf. We'll go get that back out when we get to the New Testament. For now, totally different guy. All right. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make sense. This is not Satan, Satan. This is not Christian Satan. This is literally just an angel. He's just some dude. His name is the accuser, literally translated, which sounds fucking badass and kind of like some sort of a RoboCop. So a good guy. I think we've heard him in the past as the nemesis of mankind, which is where I almost kind of understand comparing it to the snake from the Garden of Eden is that Satan doesn't seem to have much motivations except that he's just kind of a cunt. Well, don't you need that? Like, let's talk about, so Christians are a little on the nose with it, right? Satan is the embodiment of all evil here in the Jewish portion of the text. They're not so fucking stupid. They're not fucking, they don't need big bang theory version of the, the, the religion. They, they can have a guy who's a nemesis of mankind, but Hey, you know, he actually still works for God. He still is necessary. You know, he's not something that eventually we're going to have to defeat and cast back into the lake of fire whenever God calls all the saints up. Like, they don't need all this fucking cookie cutter black and white bullshit. Well, Satan's more like a Loki here. Yeah, type. well, we're going to one of the themes that I probably should have mentioned this when we were doing the intro of kind of like when we, we usually we cover like themes. Um, yeah. One of the themes of the Bible, I think, established is theodicy. Have you ever heard this term? No, sounds dope. <laughs> I think theodicy is a term that was coined by Leibniz. 
Anyway, uh, it, it basically is the question of how can God exist simultaneously with the presence of evil? Like, okay, oh, oh, so you're telling me there's a God, but he's okay with, like, little starving African kids dying of AIDS when they're six, you know, being eaten to death by flies and shit like that. Like, yeah, like how, can you, how can you court these two ideas that there is an omniscient, omnipresent, all-powerful God who also lets us, you know – get rear-ended by a drunk driver and then paralyzed for life. You know, like how, how, how do you make these two things meet? Uh, how can the existence of evil be there when you also have a God who's all knowing, all powerful, whom you can add no knowledge to whatever bullshit, you know? And that's, sure. I guess a, a main theme of Satan exists essentially to cause problems for us, but he's doing it because God allows him to. And kind of wants him to, you know. Yes. And as is seen in a lot of other ancient religions, uh, these gods and the sons of gods, as is the case for the accuser or Satan, have very human traits, right? Like they're making bets with each other. They're squabbling. You know, mm. they're they're like Olympus, you know, like they've got all this little back and forth like they got shit. nothing like, better going on yeah <laughs> it, it, it's like i think i remember this uh one of my favorite movies hot rod where yeah. they're just eating burgers in one scene they're just eating burgers and then for no reason they throw pickles against the glass to see whose pickles faster and you're like that's <laughs> that's how you spend your time you know that's the joke but that's yeah. kind of like what these guys are doing so let's actually get back into the bible let's tell about it yeah so job 1 6 now there was a day that the sons of god came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. They're all just hanging out, God, and the sons of God is a term that my Bible uses. I don't know if it's translated to angels in your Bible. I assume so, but they call them the sons of God here. Yeah, angels, I think, is what's the prescription here. But, you know, I don't know. If you're going to take the Bible as literal, angels is the translation, but they're called the sons of God. Also, well, I... Because we've mentioned angels before, but this they've never really been mentioned on like how they came to be or what right. their relationship is to God. Just like God's like, oh, by the way, Gabriel, get down there, you know? And it's like, okay. And there's no mention of yeah. sort of their definition. It's like, well, he, it's like, I think angels are supposed to be like, what if humans didn't have free will and just were like messengers? They're, they're kind of the Hermes, you know? Well, I mean, that may be true. Shit. That may be something that comes up later, but it's not explained Thus far. I know, it just feels that way. But, I mean, yeah, of course, yeah. that's through the context of being grown up. In anyway, so, so God's hanging out with his bros, his dudes, and Satan's yeah. just hanging out with them. And honestly, I don't know, my interpretation of is of God kind of being a smug little fuck here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, he's just hanging out. Here comes Satan, the adversary to man. And he's like, hey, Satan, what have you, uh, you been up to? And Satan's like, oh, you know, just chilling. Just going from yeah, here he says, to there. I've been roaming around the world. Yeah. Just, you know, honestly, on his, like, sabbatical, doing his thing, recharging, right? Centering yeah. himself. Yeah, he's like, work like balance. A lot balance. of yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And mm. so, what does, okay, Satan has done nothing to provoke God, but what does God fucking do? He says, hey, you seen this guy, Job? You know, he doesn't do anything wrong. There's no one on earth like him. He He's blameless, upright. He's perfect. This is like... This is picture this. I've already got this figured out. This is like if you go into a room full of your boys and you're like, do you know what, guys? I'm not ticklish. They're going <laughs> to fucking tickle you. 
Hey, they're hey. gonna tickle the shit out of you. Let's say, hey, 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 guys, I'll just tell you this: even if you all tried to blow me, I wouldn't come. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna get you sucked off faster. <laughs> um, I, I kind of get like the vibe that it's like, um, like it's like your cousin you hate. You know, yeah. you just got some back, some some history with each other, some bad blood, and you're like, oh, hey, yeah, you see my uh, my daughter. She's really smart. She's got straight A's. It's no big deal. And and he's just eating crackers in the background. Like no one asked. Like yeah. what the fuck is this? What? Why? Who do you, she, do you think? She'd I never care? fuck her cousin. Yeah, she'd never do that. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I, that I draw from this a little bit personally. I didn't read this in Google, so I could be far or far off. But I get the feeling that whenever the accuser or Satan, whatever, says, "Oh yeah, I've just been going about on the earth back and forth," I assume that what he's doing when he says that is tempting people, getting people to fuck up, right? Like being the the, the heel scamp. to mankind. And so God's like, oh, yeah, you've been fucking people up? Well, not this guy. You know, I, oh, did you miss Job? Because Job's doing great. <laughs> I, I, you could probably take that, that like, like, well, so I think Satan is considered the opponent to mankind, not the opponent yeah. to God. But Correct. if you were trying to fuck up mankind, you would do it the way the snake did it, where you just try to trip them up so that they lose their contact with God. Because yeah. God is everything, blah, blah, blah. Correct. Um, so, yeah. So, Satan's like, yeah, i just been, you know, been doing some shit. Been doing some shit. You know, me just, uh, you know, letting the air out of tires. You know, uh, making girls get raped, that kind of thing. You know, just got, normal got real, shit. Got real close with this guy named Haman. <laughs> <laughs> just been uh, whispering in the Play. ears of the Chaldeans, you know. Um, but, yeah, and God's basically like, oh, yeah, uh, you must not be doing a good... Oh, you missed a spot. <laughs> that is what's going on. That is a totally, yeah. uh, you missed the spot. So, um, Which, of course, you know, if you're God... You don't want him to look there. That's your best dude. I know. This is such a funny thing. Uh, my Bible's going to kind of waffle on, on sort of what this means. But 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 Satan's like, yeah, i just been fucking up the whole planet. You know me. Just here and there, everywhere. And God's like, oh, yeah, you missed Job. I don't know if you know about that. And then Satan kind of looks at Job and goes, well, yeah, no shit. I mean, you, you stacked the deck. You, you, you ran cheat codes. No wonder Job yeah. loves you. You, um, you bought him off. Look at his fucking life. He's got... All right. the sheep. He's got seven sons, three daughters, if you would like that, too, I guess. I don't know. And, yeah, and life's going great up. for him. No wonder he loves you. It'd be like some guy going, like, listen up, you're the worst mayor in town. And you're like, oh, yeah? yeah? What about this guy? He, he always votes for me. He's like, well, yeah, you made him the secretary of the treasury. And he yeah, embezzles yeah, yeah. every day. What did you? Why, would that, why wouldn't he? For sure. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just pointing out that, of course, Job likes God because God gives him everything. Like, he's your fucking favorite child. Of course, he's doing good in school. You <laughs> it, know? It, it, he doesn't like, have to go home and get the shit kicked out of him like uh, little Johnny does, you know? It'd be like, uh, like I've met people that absolutely suck, you know? And I'm like, man, you just don't have any friends. Everyone hates you. What is your fucking problem? He's like, my dog loves me. He's like, well, yeah, because you rub your cock in peanut butter yeah, every night. You know? <laughs> Oh yeah, man, yeah, the That's dog's, a sad state of affairs. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's slippery and covered in peanut butter every night. You know, like, yeah, of course he loves you. Yeah, because that's so, what you got to do. Know, so uh, God realizes that the young Satan has a point, and he says, "All right, tell you what, do whatever the fuck you want. Ruin him, take it all. Just technically, don't touch him. But yeah, yeah all that stuff around him." 
go nuts. Everything in your power. Well, well, Satan is like, well, look at how much he has. And God's like, okay, take it all away. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'll play this fucking game with yeah, you. Go now, for it. Let, let's talk about this. Because my Bible is stating that God is all-knowing, all-powerful. So it kind of makes the argument, what is the point of any of this? God, obviously, according to the Bible that he's in, should know yeah. that no matter what he does, he can see into Job's heart. So he knows, like, yeah, don't worry, I, I know this guy. I could cut off his balls. He's still going to come crawling back to me. I have broken this man. So what is the point of any of it? It's not like it's for God's benefit. He doesn't care. He knows what's going to well, happen anyway. True. Uh, two things. One, I guess if you wanted to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you could say that there is some modicum of free will, I guess, that like is playing into the equation here that, you know, it's a coin toss, maybe even to these divines. The other thing I would say is that it says a lot about the Jewish and by that, uh, the, you know, Judeo-Christian religions, the perception of suffering. And that human suffering actually isn't a big deal, right? That it's something that we're to endure with our fucking chin up. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, if I was a bunch of Jews, yeah, I would feel that way. Yeah, well, that's I'm just saying. So we're sitting here being like, well, you know, why would God want to let him suffer? Why would God want to let this happen? God thinks that's fine. Like, that's what we're supposed to do on Earth. Earth is suffering because of Adam and Eve, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not God's job to remove suffering from your life, even though there's several chapters in the Bible that have already stated that it kind of is. But well, uh, sure, of course. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's it just doesn't fit in my prosperity gospel. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but the, the the point is, is like, I I guess my question is, what is the point? Is it to teach Job a lesson? Is it to prove a bet with Satan? Is it to humor himself, or is he generally curious? It's always been. I think each of those things at different time periods. Mm-hmm. At one point, the rabbinical interpretation of the story was that Job deserved all this, that it was supposed to happen. And Job is a bad guy in this story. So think about, I mean, that's how much this has evolved to where now he's seen as the pinnacle of patience, all this bullshit, da, 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 everything's lauded on him. So the answer is there isn't an answer that all of that has been true in the minds of it, of its the supplicants, whatever. Job could have just been one of those prosperity gobbles. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Socialism doesn't work, y'all. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> why am I paying taxes so that guy can have good health care? But look at how much church I do. Look at how much I give to my constituents. I'm a good guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I sacrifice every fucking uh, birthday for my kids. I sacrifice for all my kids. I'm doing all this for God. I'm great. And there's no real mention of maybe other moral um, dilemmas in his life. But anyway, well, let's take, let's take that fucker down a peg real quick. Why don't we? (laughs) Uh, So sure enough, Satan pieces out. As soon as he has God's permission to do this, he knows what he's like. He had this planned. I'm (laughs) assuming that he like knew this was going to happen. It it is interesting. Let's dive in. So one of the things is, so so Satan's like fucking done. I'm going to do that. So he leaves what my Bible takes an in-depth, you know, mentioned in the concordance is that let's be clear satan has no power except what god gives him he can only do what god allows him so satan isn't some adversary to god who's fighting him on every trench he is basically um black peter you know what i mean or krampus kind of you know he he operates underneath god doing god's will 
by performing evil deeds. Yeah. Okay. I have the perfect analogy. In okay. in this, uh, God is the CIA. All right. <laughs> Satan is George H. W. Bush. Okay, who works for the CIA? Right. Job is JFK. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It actually doesn't work that well. Yeah. But the point is that yeah, this is like uh, the right hand man of the CEO saying like. Oh, you think that employee's perfect? Come on, I'll show you. You know, like, wow, well, fuck yeah, them up. I'm no, gonna, that's because you. That's because you gave them the corner desk. No, no, no. I'll, I'll show you what a shit heel they actually are. <laughs> Some kind of trading places joke. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Satan's like, yeah, man, with your permission and you granting me the ability to do it, I will fucking do it. Um, so let's get into what he then goes off and does. You know. Yeah. It's a stupid. It it reads like a, a jokey here at the bar. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so let, let's move in. Um, well, that's what I was doing, but yeah. Thanks. Well, yeah, yeah, you're 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 not wrong. But um, uh, on one of these kids' birthday, on one of those famous fucking lazy Sunday afternoons, macaroni salad in the park, uh, Job is eating dinner with his entire family, and as he's chilling there at his son's place, a messenger knocks on the door and bursts in, and he's like, "Hey, man, I gotta tell you." We were outside just plowing when a bunch of Sabians raided them, took them away, and killed all your servants. I, yeah, those I are the guys that invented the machine. The Sabian machine? You mean the you're, Sibian? Oh. Okay, that's something else. Sorry. <laughs> so you're saying something? Jesus. <laughs> you suck. So the Sabians... The Sabians, the Sabians raided... They can, look. You're fucking this up. You're not. You're destroying the the uh, structure of this story. Oh God! All right, give it to me, Daddy. Because it's funny. Because here's what happens. It, it parallels, which is what makes it like a dumb joke. That's what I was saying. A messenger runs in. Hey, these guys invaded. They killed all of your oxen and your donkeys. I'm the only person that got away. Boom! Immediately, another guy comes in. Hey, some fire fell from the heavens. It burned up all your sheep and your servants. I'm the only guy that got away. Boom! Another messenger runs in. Hey, the Chaldeans showed up. They took all your camels and made off with them. Uh, they put all the servants to the sword. I'm the only one that got away. Boom! Another messenger comes in. Hey, there was a party. Your sons and daughters were there. We were feasting. A giant fucking tornado came out of nowhere, killed everyone. I'm the only one that got away. It's so goddamn stupid. <laughs> I, I like it's funny because the the last so he, basically he leaves the party, yeah. And there's a bunch of servants from his house. They're like, yeah, yeah, I, I got this story. Everyone died. Everyone did. And then the fourth guy comes and he's like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from 20 feet away. The uh, yeah. tornado wrecked your house and killed all your sons. He's like, I was just there. He's like, yeah. And now it's just Job and four slow and survivors. I mean, it never, it never says that he was at that party. I don't know well, why. It says there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, and a messenger came. I mean, we've already established that he eats with his family on those We didn't days. establish that. That's what I, when you said that earlier, I wasn't sure where you got that from. It doesn't say that. Um, it says he prays about would it. Go each on his appointed day, it would send. And invite their three sisters. Oh, I thought Job ate with them. I thought that was the whole fucking joke. No, it's like their weird little party. Oh, okay. I guess that explains why they were all together to get killed by one tornado. Yeah. Put all your eggs in one basket, a tornado gets it. Womp womp. Anyway, so in one fell swoop, in like one afternoon, four messengers come out and they just tell them right then and there, hey man, everything you've ever known or loved is basically gone. Yeah. 
And uh, I love that they led up to it with like taking all the animals, and then 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 finally, it it reminds me of like the ten plagues, you know, oh. where it's like gradually worse and worse, and then the penalty, you know, the ultimate. Uh, Punishment, I'm just firstborn. I'm, I'm just imagining like the first measure goes. Like, oh man, I gotta tell you, all the oxen and the donkey are fucking dead. He's like, oh fuck, oh man, that's a major blow. But okay, you know what? I got sheep. Catch, you know <laughs> the cotton season. You know the wool season's coming up. As long as we got the sheep, we'll be fine. The guy runs up. All oh, your sheep are fucking dead. So he's like, fuck, fuck. Oh man, we're in a fucking bind. But you know what? If we tighten our belt buckles and we just focus everything on our camel supply. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through this. And the guy's like, all oh, your fucking camels are dead. He's like, fuck. Well, okay. So all I'm bankrupt. Family. I'm bankrupt, but <laughs> at least I've got my family and, you know, my sons, they have their wealth. I, you know what? We'll get through this together. The guy's going to, I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> Cause that guy was probably waiting here in the last yeah, one. He's just know? like, ah, you know what? I'm going to see, I'm going to hope that those other guys got some good news to break this. <laughs> so of course, what does Job do to see, blame God? Does he get angry at his creator? No. Of course, all he does is rip off his clothing, as we're wont to do when we lose all of our kids. You don't need clothes. I'd be like, Job, you don't have any more clothes. (laughs) (laughs) And he yells out, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. Hopefully not back into his mother's womb. Well, mine says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. And I'd be like, Job, Job, Job. You better... (laughs) About to bust that womb wider open. <laughs> I would love it. Like his mom's just sitting there sewing. Joe bursts in naked. She's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "My sons are dead, and I got to get back in there." Oh no! Uh, he I says, see, you know, I, see the enough, Lord- "I see enough of the internet to know where this is going." So, okay, I believe you. He, he says, like a true cuck, the Lord gave and the Lord's taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Oh, I mean, that's a he's a better man than me. If everything I ever, you know, if my entire wealth and family were destroyed, I wouldn't be like, well, easy come, easy go, you guys. I get, you know, just the fucking, <laughs> that's the name of the game. What's and, on TV tonight? And of course, in the final verse of chapter one, he really leans into the bullshit mytholo- like mythological side of the story with his behavior. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. He's perfect. You know what? You know what? You know what bothers me? Like this whole thing is like God and Satan trying to argue about whether or not Job worships him or is a good man. And it's like, you know, we don't really have to bother with that anymore. If anyone wants to know if you're a good Christian, what they do is they start a Facebook meme and they say, hey, if you love God, type amen in the chat. And then Satan's laughing, going, "Oh, he's my son. He'll just, he'll just move on and keep scrolling." That's right. Uh, you know, I will. I always scroll past <laughs> those. Always scroll past that. Type amen. <laughs> no, I hate God. <laughs> I searched for those on Google just so I can scroll past them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but back then you had to like kill his kids or some shit. Yeah, you had to um, kill your kids. Let, let's keep on. I mean, I assume we've got a whole lot of philosophical bullshit to cut through. So we'll probably discuss this in there. But it does seem kind of strange out the gate that God is fine testing Job by killing 10 innocent children and a bunch of servants as if their lives were meaningless. Yeah. Uh, None of it. Yeah. God didn't protect anyone but Job. It was fucking sick. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's definitely like, yeah, 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 no, fuck it. You know, it'd be funny if you killed all his friends. I mean, you couldn't just make them get, like, bought out or, like, it's a... If I were Satan, 
because I'm, yeah. um, you know, much better man than God. I would have just involved like a corporate takeover, you know, and it would have like hired him a shitty lawyer, you know, not a Jew one, like a uh, Chaldean one or something, who fucked yeah. up the paperwork. He's like, oh shit, man, the fucking escrow got forfeited, and oh, we put all your money in Deutschmarks, and honestly, that country doesn't exist yet, you know, so uh, it's all fucked. Yeah, um, it's crazy because in every, all these instances, except for with the kids dying. It lists the livestock that were lost, and then it's like, oh yeah, and all the servants. Yeah, all your it's slaves. Pretty, Listen, it's man, pretty sad. all your oxen are gone. He's like, no, and some servants, some slaves. He's like, yeah. No. I mean, can you milk a slave? I mean, yeah, I guess <laughs> you, you technically yeah. can. But they milk that's you. That's not uh, when you got this much money. Oh, true. Uh, okay, that's chapter one. On to chapter two. What should happen? But the angels show back up to the presence of the Lord, of course, with the great accuser amongst them. Yeah. And the Lord says... Game's over. It's time to reconvene. Yeah, yeah. He took a shot. He fucking, you know, he threw a ball out there. By the way, Satan, highly efficient. Good work, Satan. Yeah, Yeah, he did it quick. He had permission. Nailed it right at the gate. Quick and dirty. Uh, And God, uh, God sees him come up and he's like, hey, where are you coming from? What's up, brother? How you doing all right? What you been up to? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, Satan says, oh, I've been, you know, out roaming the earth. You know, through gritted teeth, I'm imagining. He's a little pissed off. He's like, yeah, I've just been doing stuff, you know. I I killed 15 children on the way here just to, like, overcome my anger over that whole Job thing. But I I made it work. I'm going to get through this. And God says, once again, same words, again, very much like a, a poem. He says, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He's blameless and upright. Same shit he said earlier. And he says, and he still maintains his integrity, even though you incited me against him to ruin him. Okay, hold up. <laughs> Did God technically do this? I. That is an interesting thing, because that's kind of what I want to talk about. Because Satan seems wildly powerful. You know what I mean? Like, the whole, like, using other armies to destroy you and bringing on natural occurrences and stuff like that, that's some God shit. We've seen that. We've seen God do that a lot to a bunch of Jews. You know, the whole wielding other people and controlling the minds of other people and using them as tools of vengeance and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know if God's taking credit for it because he helped or if the interpretation of the story is that Satan just kind of has that kind of mystical, magical power. It's like a wizard battle. They all have wizard powers. I think God did it. I mean, he specifically says, you incited me against him to ruin him. Um, all the stuff that happened is like some God power shit. And then there's also Satan's presumed ignorance to what even went down. I mean, God's the one laying out what happened. I guess it, well, he, that that's what makes us nuts is that it's not like Satan started any of this. Satan was just hanging out, and God's like, "Hey, you see, Job? I bet you I could destroy everything that man has, and he'd still be good." And Satan's like, "I okay," and he's like, <laughs> "I did it! Oh, you made me do that, you son of a bitch! <laughs> like, I can't believe yeah. you." Yeah, I, I, I mean, you, God does tell. Do you triple dog so- dare me? Like Satan? Like God's Satan? <laughs> God does say. You know, don't touch a hair on his head. So that implies that Satan was up to something. But, you know, the thing is, again, this is just written like a dumb fucking myth. Maybe it was like... It doesn't have... It doesn't follow logic. Maybe it was like, okay, Satan, you draft a proposal and I will enact it. But I'm not going to, you know, make sure... Whatever you, you know, don't 
put his flesh and bones and all that shit is not part of the deal. But, oh, you want me to tornado his kids? Okay, yeah, that's fine. So, of course, Satan retorts, look, yeah, obviously he's still on your team. You didn't let me touch him. He's fine. He didn't even get a scratch on him. Joe's a piece of shit. He can go buy more cattle, but as long as his dick works, I mean, what kind of, you know. He's probably happy that he doesn't have to do those fucking sacrifices for his dumb, shitty kids anymore. Right. He's, he's right? like, I, I think the kind of the funny context is that Job is like, oh, I've got so much money and I've got so much kids. Life is grand. And then Satan takes all that away from him. And Job is like, well, at least I have my health, you know? <laughs> and then, so we'll get to that. So then Satan's like, well, at least he's got his health. So, I mean, you know, what, what do we want? And God's like, fine, fuck it. Take that away too. I don't give a fuck. It'll be funny, but don't yeah. kill him. That's my one. God said you uh, can't uh, technically kill him. Uh, that's uh, my one. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be real serious about that one. Just don't kill him, though. And Satan's like, "Thanks, God." <laughs> <laughs> Satan does his little genie nod and gets the fuck out of there. You know? Yeah. Bling. Um. So sure enough, Satan goes down from the presence of the Lord, and this time it actually says what he did. Satan afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. And it says then, and I don't know what this means, and I forgot to look into it. it says Job took a piece of broken pottery. And scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes? Is he just doing a self-harm? I don't know. Maybe it's like he's itchy or something. I don't know. Because he's... Well, chapter three is emo as fuck. So maybe this is just foreshadowing. Oh. <laughs> he's cutting himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess he... T- yeah, because mine calls it a pot shard. And... Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What's the this is before they invented knives? I guess while he sat in the middle of the ashes, I I I think it's he's got painful boils, and uh, maybe because they're boils, he's popping them with a fucking shard of pottery. Yeah, he needs to go to a doctor. Yeah, I don't think those have been invented yet. He needs to go to a uh, snake charmer. Just have him yeah lance those boils. With that's that, that's who I go to as a doctor. So um, yeah, let's get to his bitch wife. Okay, I mean, I'm on her side, but whatever. So, yeah, he's infected. He's got all this shit going on. His wife says to him, who's, who, by the way, has just lost all of her children, yeah. um, has lost all the riches that her husband uh, held, goes to him and says, uh, are you seriously still fucking standing God? Yeah. Like, and on this day and age, with everything that's going on with you, you really don't think we need to maybe shake things up and go worship Baal or something? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I and and, and as, as far as like getting the poetic, like like Job is like you ignorant slut. Am yeah. I just supposed to? What, what do you think? He literally says that. Yeah. What do you think God is like? Do you think He just gives out good shit and doesn't give out bad? Am I just supposed to sit here and dance and accept all the good God does, but be surprised when bad shit happens? I mean, that's His whole job. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah oh oh you like having sex with your wife but then you're gonna go get all mad because she has sex with your neighbor like, yeah come on yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta take the good with the bad yeah so he's pissed at her uh, and it says through his explanations through all this Job still didn't sin even with all his sores even with his pottery shard that he's cutting himself open with uh, he keeps it real now his wife's not the only one who's got bullshit to say to him he's got three friends. Yeah, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite. I don't even fucking uh, know yeah, where those places are. More Sounds dumb. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, the point is, is that these guys are from far away. Right. So 
Satan has taken away Job's health now, but at yeah. least Job has his friends and his wife. You know what I mean? So it, it's kind of like a, a fucking, uh, it's a wonderful life kind of thing, you know? He's yeah. like, hey, at least I've got friends like you who traveled all the way from Namath and Shuhite or whatever the fuck and yeah. traveled all this way just to grieve with Job. Um and it's kind of funny. So they, they came the, – the point is they came a long way. He's got some good buddies who came a long way just to see how their buddy Job is going. And they show up and here's this bald, naked, boiled up fuck running at – you know, just standing there in the ashes. And they're like, oh my god, is that fucking Job? Yeah, what the fuck, Job? You look like shit. Um <laughs> uh, so they sat down with him seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his grief was very great. Yes. But it, they, it says they came to sympathize and comfort him. And now something I learned from Kugel was that there was an understanding, especially back then, that you, your friends are supposed to do that. There's an It's kind of a play you act out where you're miserable, you, cut, you shave your hair, you tear up your clothes, whatever, cover yourself in ash. Uh, People come to you to comfort you, and part of the play, part of what's acceptable, mm. is that you don't accept their comfort, right? You're supposed to shun it. You're supposed to want to deal with your misery for at least a while. There's oh. a time period kind of that passes. I mean, you still see that in other cultures, right? Like my, wearing black and mourning. And my Bible's concordance kind of has something similar that this is part of the social play, uh, kind of as you yes. say. That the whole point is that you don't. Speak to someone who's in mourning until they speak to you. They are suffering, and you're just there to provide general comfort while they work through it. Okay, then, that, that's interesting because that totally goes in the face of Google, who says they're supposed to show up and try and console you and try and explain how it's not that bad, and you're supposed to def, like fend them off to mm. show how really miserable you are, basically. Uh, my Bible says they sat in silence in accordance with a traditional principle preserved in the Talmud that a comforter does not speak to a mourner until the comforter is addressed. I'm sure Kugel goes more in depth, and he could be right, and this could be wrong. I don't fucking know. But the, they're, they're trying to state that the reason why they just show up and are silent for seven days is that's just how you did it. Yeah, well, I just think that your Bible is stupid. Um <laughs> No, yeah, so it's one of those things. It's something else. It doesn't really name, matter. All, all that really no. matters is they're good bros. Yeah. And at this yeah, point yeah. in time, they're like, oh, man, Job's going through a hard time. You know, all uh, his kids died, you know, and they just show up, you know. And, and they yeah. they cover themselves with dust like, yo, man, we're all going through this together. Yeah. Yeah, we all smell like shit. Like you know. You. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still have my kids and stuff, but, you know. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Gross. Well, that sucks. It makes me, oh, I'm just so glad I have my wife who's not a fucking cunt and my kids well, who aren't a li- isn't a libtard cunt like your wife, you know, who says yeah. shit against God. But um, Interesting. Libtard, okay. <laughs> but, at uh, <laughs> but at least. You know, so, yeah. That's chapter two. It says they sit with him for seven days. No one said a word because of how great his suffering was. And that's as far as we'll go uh, today, because from this point, it becomes more of a philosophical discussion. We're done with the story, right? We've, we've found out what happened to Job. Eventually, we'll get to an epilogue, kind of how he, how he like, recovers, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but the re- for the, the majority of the rest of this book, it's going to be a conversation between he and these three friends of his about what 
you know, the nature of God. And, and it's really focused on a wisdom approach to the Bible, which we'll see a lot of in Proverbs. So and I, and I think that's going to be thinking fun. about what you've said and kind of digesting it as we've talked about it. I can definitely see kind of the whole play aspect of it. Is that yeah, yeah? Going forward, it's just gonna be a bunch of dudes arguing. Um, I, I kind of almost get like a Twelve Angry Men vibe, you know, yes. which is also a movie Correct. of a play where you know it's a bunch of guys being like, "Yeah, but what about this shit?" And he he wouldn't have done that if this hadn't happened, you know. And those Puerto Ricans, they're all trash, you know. Yeah, Twelve Angry Men probably would have been a better reference than Sunset Limited. Now that I think about it, but <laughs> well, you know, because there's only so many. They are arguing something, you know. Yes, they are yes. discussing something whether or not that Puerto Rican fucking did it. Yeah, and we know he did it. Yeah. I mean, you're a Puerto Rican, and you know it. Oh, didn't. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Give uh, me a knife and watch me go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is the first two chapters of Job. Um, you get this, Now you know the story, but you don't know the thought process, which is why you're going to have to come back next week. I guess, and maybe that's the point, and maybe why Job is such a famous part of the Bible, is that, you know, these things happen. Um, I, I, yeah. I think about like when Katrina happened and all these uptight pieces of shit, uh, Christian fuckers were like, well, you know, uh, New Orleans has a whole lot of gays. So that's why yeah. it had to happen. You know, it's like, dude, fuck you. Was Job gay? <laughs> you know, like, like, like the idea that suffering and punishment and pain, you know, like, oh, well, why did that earthquake happen in Japan? Because they're pedophiles or whatever, you know, just like whatever, whatever, whenever anything happens well. to anybody and then they try to like use God as an excuse or a reason why or how, or why they had to die, that kind of thing, you know. It just makes it more fun whenever they have a family tragedy and you're like, well, <laughs> yeah, I know. you know. Anti-gay pastor says natural, because you see that all the time where it's like it, one of the guys that was like, yeah, Katrina happened because they're a bunch of queers. And then his house gets destroyed by a tornado. I'm like, ah, you're gay. You got the gay, bro. <laughs> we got you. Well, the, pro- the problem with being able to turn that on uh, most Christians is that. It's a little too on the nose when the family tragedy they have is that they're going to jail for being a pedophile. Like they already know. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I didn't know that. I yeah. yeah I guess. Like no. Yeah, the dots are already connected. You yeah, don't have yeah, to yeah. Do that. No, no, no. I, I, I'm telling you that bad things happen to wicked people, and me going to jail is just that I got caught. <laughs> not fair but yeah i mean so so we have the factual events you know uh job has everything taken away from him his bros come to console him and they're all dealing with it together as we end this episode yes so you got the all the pieces are in place we know what happened this is the aftermath we're gonna break it down crazy mode i'm gonna try and read a lot of google the next week like actually do that so that i come into this not as stupid mm. um but it's important to – basically, it's it's going to be philosophy. This is like some Socrates-type shit. We, we're going to get into, like, the uh, the Near East uh, philosophical questions about big big problems. It is so. kind of funny because, honestly, this is what I thought the podcast was going to be. And yeah, all we've done do this whole time is, like, be like <sighs> – Make jokes about the, the Bible stories. Two million, like, oh, and then there was two million Jews escaping Egypt. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> well, this should be good. this should be really good, compelling uh, conversations coming up. Uh, I know most people just listen to our cold opener, so they won't even hear it. But we're going to talk about it. Sure, sure. Something I was thinking about. Well, hold on. Let, uh, I'm gonna. No, I guess this is technically pre come uh, stuff. But um, <laughs> I was just thinking about uh, you know because I'll, I'll talk to people often, especially like deep Christians or people that claim to read the Bible or study it or whatever you know about some of the stories and i do think it's kind of unique that you and i 
will go through every single line and try to contextualize it and discuss it, you know, in, in general, yeah. every single point. Um, what I find strange is people who claim to study and follow and base their life around this book don't seem to do that. And no. it, it seems kind of weird to me that, you know, when you ask them to explain books and chapters and, hey, what was that about? The response is just this most shallow, basic, non-existent fucking explanation. Yeah. I, I would expect a but more also, in-depth review from, like, a five-year-old explaining, like, the nuance of the cat in the hat. Well, than, that actually probably than to have any Christian dive. explain to me what Esther was about or what Kings was about, you know. Of course. I mean, it's, it's infuriating in a lot of ways because, one... Well, okay, how far should you be willing to dig into such an ancient piece of text and how it applies to you in fucking 2021, right? Like, of course, it's not going to be um, all relevant. You're going to have to pick and choose what's useful. That said, <sighs> then why fucking bother? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's the irony is like, it's like people, you know, I don't know. I, I think about, I once, I remember I was just like working at, at work at a movie theater and someone was trying to proselytize to me. You're like, oh yeah, you should come to our church. I was like, yeah, I don't really go for that shit. I don't really want to. And like someone grabbed me by the shoulder at work and, and was like, you think you can do it on your own? You think you could do it without God? I was like, get the fuck off me. You know, like, it was just like, you know, but it was just like, it was like one of those things where like, I'm just thinking about that kind of person where I'm like, you know, you're, you're so aggressive about it. You believe in this. This is what your life is about. And I yeah. dare you to explain any part of it, really. As yeah. you know, if you you know, if I was a doctor, I would probably know the in-depth aspects of like how to perform the surgery that I do every day. I wouldn't just be like, "Nah, I got it." You know, this is this yeah. is what I'm yeah. about. But I, I I I've seen it from a glance. Some guy kind of told me the gist of it. I I, I can base my whole life around this. This is fine. <laughs> For sure. Seems absurd. For sure. But as we get to Job, I, I kind of is what I like to think about, like when I, you know, especially thinking about like the end of Esther and stuff like that, where I'm just like, this is, this is your life. This is you believe everything is based on this shit, and I would dare any of them to have actually like read it and understand it as in depth as two meaningless fucks like you and me are doing, just as a lull. Yeah, yeah, you would you would think, but hey. <laughs> Not a lot of them out there that can. I mean, there are. Like, I bet you could get into a really good combo with, say, Sam about some of this. I guess, but that's like one of those things, like, when you talk about, like, Pharaoh, you know. Yeah. And, and you talk about how, like, God hardens his heart and makes it so he won't free the Jews. And in doing so, God forces his hand to the destruction of Egypt and the murdering of children. And you're like, explain that. And they go, well, you know, it's just like, you know, heart in his heart was just a euphemism. Uh, Pharaoh was asking for it. And you're like, okay, but that's not what the Bible says. You are making an interpretation that is different than what was actually written. And honestly, yeah. what you're supposed to take from it. It was written for you to take the aspect of God is evil, fuck Egypt. Not whatever your modern interpretation of it is. So, I don't know. Yeah, we need to have some, like, uh smart christians well, on why, so that we can have why these conversations. spend so much time brainwashing yourself i don't get it but <laughs> that's just me i do it every day it's what stops me from you know killing you know <laughs> killing. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right what's our uh, what's our twitter handle? why do you keep asking me that do we not have a twitter yet what are we, we doing we don't have a twitter we're twitterless for now i don't want to just jump and make a new one because we're gonna get in trouble <sighs> they're gonna lock my ip address down they do that 
Um, use a VPN like I use for when I when why don't I'm you on just Twitter. start a Twitter account? I'll do it. I'll do it because I have a VPN when I go on Twitter. But all I do is well, let's just say Anyways, you can okay, at so me at you can the s- hate criminal. <laughs> you can send us an email until we get the hate criminal account up uh, at irrevelationspodcast at gmail dot com. Dude, I had a really good idea. Mm. Uh, imagine how much fucking money you could make if you go to like. Downtown Orlando, money. maybe da- downtown Austin. Mm-hmm. Open up a blockbuster knockoff. Okay. Only staff it with huge fucking movie nerds that are obsessed with movies, tons of knowledge, uh-huh. and just and just rent VHS and DVDs in yuppie land, bro. It would make so much fucking I don't money. Think Have a cult I, classic section. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think that like. That's a stupid fuck. It's record idea. players 2.0. Yeah, I, I don't think it's ever going to come back. I don't think DVDs are being. I, I can understand like a record thing, even though Spotify and Amazon Music and all that stuff is so convenient, like nerds. But I don't think anyone's yeah, but see, now, not DVDs every, are. Not everyone has every subscription. Boom. You need a good movie. I'll recommend it to you. I'm not a fucking <laughs> so algorithm. So I have another subscription? I'm like, no, fuck Netflix and Hulu. No, come to my downtown drop shop off. for the 80 movies that I've got. It's not about necessity or uh efficiency mm-hmm. it's about nostalgia taking money from yuppies and experience right. yeah and you have like you know you do like you put a projector out in the parking lot once a week you do a movie out there mm-hmm. you sell all the shitty candies that we remember the popcorn <laughs> all that stuff i'm telling you it'd be hot i guess i, I guess my question is it's like do, do you do you exist do you live in the world because uh for instance, here in Orlando, at least, we've got this movie theater called The Inzian that basically does that. Where it's, I mean, it's not a movie rental place, but it's a theater that has like local festivals and stuff. We really like. Yeah, it. but you'd have little movie parties. Like you'd have some couches in there and shit. Trust me. Yeah, my point is, The Inzian already does that. They will have like outdoor parks with like little intimate. Yeah, scene. but you can't rent. Can't it's gonna look. That. This place is gonna look like Blockbuster. <laughs> okay. I'm telling I just you, I feel like we're already so old that. Um, Nobody like I don't think kids even know what Blockbuster is. They wouldn't understand. Yeah, it. no, it's for people our age that okay. are rich now. Okay. <laughs> think R- about it. Rich enough and with enough time on their hands that they're gonna walk into a fucking knockoff Blockbuster and be like, "Hey, do you guys have ET?" And then we go, "No." And they go, "All yeah, right." You're two doors. You're two doors down from the brunch place, and you don't go in there because you want to see ET. You go in there because they have a cool cult classic section of movies <sighs> that it's highbrow to think that you know about and the guy the guys that work there are going to be really scornful and talk down to you about your movie taste and right. it's going to be great yeah, like guess. it's just going to be right. a i do i do sometimes think about blockbuster i remember the local one in niceville before it went out of business of course uh with like just like the little cardboard cutouts with like the terminator on it you know and, and yeah. it had the, the little racks and stuff and you would go up and you would pay and they would have like bagged microwavable popcorn like single servings yes and they'd be yeah. like, hey, man, do you want this? And you're like, oh, yeah, I can go with some popcorn, you know. But I don't know. My life is so fucking convenient and easy now. Even if I own that shop, I still wouldn't go into it. You know? That's fair enough. Cool. I haven't told you yet. Okay. About the porno section. <laughs> <laughs>